Fear is a normal behavior that we all experience at times. But what happens when the fear takes control of your behavior, when it prevents you from making a decision or taking an action? Does fear hold you back from becoming who you are meant to be? In this episode, I'll be talking about fear and how to unleash your potential, overcome your fear, and become your true self. Welcome to A Ginger and Her Dog. I am your host, Tania Shaw, and Aries is my faithful canine companion hanging around today. So let's just dive in. So some common types of fear that I know most people are probably uh, familiar with is, you know, claustrophobia, the fear of like being in small spaces, um, you know, the fear of spiders, right? Fear of heights. There are lots of people out there that don't like to be in high spaces, high places. And um, the fear of being in an open space or a crowded space. And um, then there are other fears that we have that um, are fears that we can kind of hold us back. And we're going to go over through some of those fears and talk a little bit more about each one today. Um, and those fears are include like the fear of failure the fear of rejection, the fear of inadequacy, a fear of being judged, a fear of change, a fear of uncertainty, and a fear of getting hurt. And these are some that we're going to talk more in depth about, and then we're going to discuss a little bit more about how to overcome these fears so that you can, um, you know, make those decisions and, and have those experiences that you need to have to become your your true self, to become who you were, are meant to be. So let's talk a little bit about, about the purpose of fear. And so fear is a natural response. Fear is um, kind of built into us innately as a survival response, right? We have, you know, the fight or flight response or freeze response. And these cause um, a physiological reaction that happens when you perceive something that's going to harm you, attack you, or something that's a threat to your survival. And there's reasons for this response. It prepares you to fight or to flee. And so you experience this in a physical way when your heart rate increases, you have increased blood pressure, um, your attention becomes hyper-focused. You become more aware of the surroundings and what's going on around you. You might begin to sweat or have a shortness of breath or start to kind of tremble a little bit when you're in fear. Blood flow increases to your muscles, and this is so that you can run faster to a perceived threat. So these are very physical reactions that you have to fear. And the main objective for this flight or fight or flee- freeze response, right, is for you to stay alive. These are, it triggers our survival instincts. But what happens when you have these, um, these physiological things that are going along for long periods of time, you know, you can have some severe impacts of fear to your health. You know, it can weaken your immune system. It can cause um, chronic fatigue. It can cause cardiovascular disease. You may have issues with, um, you know, stomach ulcers or IBS you know, it affects things like our memory and how we think and how we can rationalize things. And then ultimately fear, living in fear of constant fear can age us faster. It can cause us to, to age and feel and look older than we actually are. 
But other than the physical impacts, there are also mental impacts. You know, it fear can interrupt the process in the brains that regulate our emotions, that read nonverbal cues, that make us think before acting. And so when you have these long periods or you have this chronic fear, it can lead to, you know, intense motion and impulsive reactions because we just don't think through, we react based on fear. So fear can also be associated with um, high anxiety and depression and obsessive and compulsive thoughts and, um, you know, mood swings. So these are some impacts that fear can have on your body, on your mental health. And so, you know, it hinders us from living our best life if you are constantly living in fear. So these fears are these powerful emotions. They hold us back from unlocking our potential and they act as invisible barriers that hinder our personal and professional growth. So we're going to talk about some of these common fears and how they limit your potential. And then we're going to talk about ways um, that you can uh, overcome these fears and uh, unleash your potential. And as we're kind of discussing this, you know, think about where do you range, where do you live on this, this spectrum, right? Because everybody has fears. And it's not that fear is necessarily a bad thing. Like I said, it can motivate you. It can, um, you know, help you in your survival. But it's when it is on the extreme side and it is actually holding you back um, is when it becomes a lot more uh, negative. Okay, so let's talk about the fear of failure. So the fear of failure is one of the most pervasive fears. And it paralyzes us because I think we worry when we, that if we fail, that people will think um, we're not good enough or we are incapable or we're not, we're inadequate. And so when someone is um, facing this fear and lets it hold them back, they are prevented, the fear prevents them from taking risks or trying new things. And this ultimately um, affects us when we are trying to reach our full potential. It holds us back. And so this fear of failure, um, it can be related to um, a lot of things. If you're a perfectionist, um, and I can certainly identify this, I am a perfectionist. I like to have um, everything, all my ducks in a row before I try something. And it's not, uh, not, always feasible to do it that way and um so you know as a perfectionist we have such high expectations on how we expect things to turn out that if it doesn't turn out the exact way we anticipate it we it does then um you feel like feel like you've failed in a way and so a perfectionist can create highly unrealistic standards for themselves. And then when they don't live up to those highly unrealistic standards, they feel like they failed in some way. And so, you know, these are things, um, like I said, I can definitely relate to because that is my a personality trait that I have. I like things to be um, 
in order and I have a certain idea of how things I want things to turn out. And when they don't turn out that right, it is disappointing and it's a letdown. And so this is uh, something that I have kind of had to start learning to work through myself that, you know, just because it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to doesn't mean it's a complete failure and I have to look at the things that did work and how, you know, if it's a project or if it's, um, you know, something else, how I can look at things and pull out the good, the good parts of it and celebrate those as a success. And so, you know, um, so this can also, like I said, uh, you know, for me, the perfectionist, um, the fear of failure can leave you feeling like you won't be able to achieve your goals and believing like you don't really have the skills or the knowledge to achieve something. And, um, this, uh, definitely can relate to all of this, it, you know, believing that you need to, you know, and sometimes you do need a little extra knowledge, but sometimes it's laying deep down there and you have to kind of start somewhere and then you realize that you knew more than you thought you did. And so, um, and then procrastinating and I will say, I am a procrastinator. It is something that I have to work on. Um, it is definitely a, a weakness for me. Um, sometimes it's not because of the fear of failure. Sometimes it's more of less the uh, lack of urgency for me. But I think sometimes you procrastinate, or I do, and it does affect my performance or my ability to accomplish something. And whether it is something that I need, I have a time limit to do, or whether it's just something that needs to be done, sometimes we put off those things because we fear of failing at them. And that sometimes procrastinating and procrastination can be uh, caused by other things. And then so um, the fear of failure causes you to underestimate your own abilities. And that kind of helps you avoid feeling let down. And, you know, ultimately, you worry that imperfections or the shortcomings will make people think less of you, that you'll disappoint others, or even just disappoint yourself if you fail. And it can lead to low self-esteem, poor motivation, self-sabotage, and shame. So, you know, we have to kind of understand that failure is a natural part of our learning process. And it leads to those valuable lessons. Um, you know, if you have something that didn't quite work right, right, you can go back and look and pull out the things that did work, look at what didn't work, and reevaluate whatever, you know, project or whatever um, area that you were working on and try again. And so I think that is one of the important things to, to remember is that failure, although it is crushing at times, can also teach us valuable lessons if we would just open our eyes and let it. So another fear that a lot of people have is the fear of rejection. And this kind of stems from a person's desire to be accepted and liked by others. Um, a person may feel like they're abandoned or alone but this fear can prevent us from pursuing our goals. It can present, uh, prevent us from expressing our ideas. Um, if you're in, 
you know, a meeting and a business meeting or, you know, a work meeting or something and you don't express your own opinion because you're afraid that your peers, your coworkers won't like what you have to say. So you just hold that in. Um, that kind of, you know, this fear of rejection, that's a part of that. And, you know, it affects us um, taking action sometimes on our dreams, on what we want to do with life because we're afraid somebody's going to tell us no, or we're afraid somebody's going to say, you know, well, we, you know, because you think like that or because you want to do that, we don't like you anymore. And those are, I mean, those are realistic possibilities, but we also have to kind of um, learn how to overcome those and overcome that fear. And so we have to, um, we have to learn that it's okay if someone tells us no, and it's okay if we're turned down. So sometimes we have to embrace the rejection in order to overcome the fear. And so this fear of rejection um, can affect our ability for success in things like job interviews, business deals, meeting new people, dating, marriage, friendships, you know, all of these um, different areas of life that we all are involved in. The fear of rejection can impact that. And so people who fear rejection may also struggle with low self-esteem and a lack of confidence and shame or guilt. And they spend a lot of time and energy worrying about what the people, what other people think of them. And so, you know, with this one, you kind of have to learn how to set your own, your own standards for things and learn that not everybody's opinion is what you should live for. You should live for your own, your own thing. So that leads us to the fear of inadequacy. And so this fear kind of goes along with some of these others, right? The feeling of failure and even the feeling of rejection. You'll see that, you know, as we go through this list, a lot of them tie together. So this feeling is about not being good enough or not being competent enough. And, you know, it holds you back because it undermines your self-esteem and your self-worth. And, you know, this feeling it may, this fear may induce a feeling where we're embarrassed or we feel kind of dumb in front of our peers, right? Because we don't feel like we're good enough. We don't feel like what our ideas or our opinions are worth expressing because they don't measure up to some sort of invisible, right, ideal. And so what we have to remember here is that it's okay to not be perfect because nobody is. Everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. They all bring something different to the table. And personal growth really comes from being able to recognize this and to be able to recognize our areas of weakness and work on those. And, you know, just as I said before, procrastination is one of my weaknesses. And so there are times that I have to like take steps and make the lists and it helps me work through um, kind of conquering that weakness. And so along with the fear of inadequacy comes the fear of being judged. And this goes along with um, the fear of rejection as well, because it really is based upon what people think of us. Because this comes from being very overly concerned about, well, what do people think of us? And this affects us every day at work, at school, um, everyday life. It makes it hard for us to make or even keep friends sometimes because it 
it prevents us from expressing who we are, right? Our authentic selves. And it prevents us from pursuing our own passions because we tend to live life based on everybody else around us and what they're doing and what they're thinking. And um, then, you know, go moving along, we have to remember that everybody's opinions are subjective. Everybody looks through their own filter and living your life to meet other people's expectations only leaves you unfulfilled and it leaves you living a life that you don't enjoy and you don't love, a life that you're not passionate about. And so, you know, kind of the common thread through all of these last few fears that we've talked about, the fear of being judged and the fear of being inadequate and the fear of rejection is basically, um, you know, feeling like we need to measure up to somebody else's ideal, somebody else's idea of us and, you know, being measuring ourselves through other people. And I think social media really um, plays a role in that, right? We see these people's great lives on social media. We're scrolling, we're th scrolling through TikTok, we're th scrolling through Instagram or Facebook and everybody's taking, you know, amazing vacations or they look like things are easy for them. But we don't know the backstory, right? We don't know the other half of the picture that we're seeing. And I think that's an important thing to remember when we start comparing ourselves to other people is you only see what they allow you to see or what they want you to see, especially when it comes to social media. You only see those things that um, they're putting forward, that they're putting up, that they're posting. You're not seeing their own shortcomings. And so I think that um, is a definitely thing we need to remember. And so this leads us to um, the next fear is the fear of change. And I think this is something um, that we all can relate to because change is uncomfortable. Change is scary. And, you know, we fear a lot of um, not knowing. And so, uh, but change is inevitable, right? Everything changes, everything grows. It's, and it's necessary for our own personal growth. And so the fear of change can hinder your potential and it can trap you in um, a comfort zone. And so, you know, I think sometimes we think um, we live, you can live a comfortable life, right? And you can have all of the things that you want and still be unfulfilled. You can be comfortable and still be caged by your own fear. And so we have to embrace this change, um, even when it is uncomfortable and uncertain. And the fear of change is, I mean, it's not, change isn't going anywhere. All change has, um, you know, causes stress, right? Even positive change, because there's still something that's unknown. But people um, can avoid change and avoid changing their circumstances. They may not enjoy you know, the house that they have or the car they drive or the job that they go to work every day. But because they don't know what's on the other side of making a decision, 
they just don't make a decision. And so it leaves people stagnant and frozen and unable to make progress and ultimately unable to find happiness. And so in the fear of change comes the fear of unknown, right? The fear of uncertainty. And it prevents you from exploring these new opportunities that may arise. And it prevents you from taking a risk. And so, you know, it causes the inability to adjust to an unknown and the ability to meet a milestone and sometimes even the inability to walk away from an unacceptable circumstance. So you have a relationship that's unhealthy, but you don't know if you walk away what's going to happen. So you just stay there because you're comfortable. It's okay. You know what to expect. You know how to... Um, navigate, right? But you don't know if you walk away how things are going to work out. So we fear that uncertainty. We fear the unknown. We fear the change. And so we have to learn how to embrace this uncertainty and embrace the, the unknown as a chance for growth. As you know, because it's often in these moments that we actually discover our own strengths and our own potential and maybe even identify our own dream that we have that we've kind of stuffed deep down somewhere that, um, you know, we haven't thought about in years. And then so leading on to our last fear that we're going to talk about today, and that's the fear of getting hurt. And this can come, you know, we see this mostly or I think of this mostly in emotional pain but there is um, you know people out there who are a fear of actually physically getting hurt and that can limit you know they may avoid you know being in sports or activities that can cause them some sort of injury they may actually even avoid leaving the house because they're afraid of being in a car accident or they're afraid of falling down the steps on the outside I mean there are some um, fears that become irrational and they prevent us from actually living. And then the fear of getting hurt from an emotional standpoint could just be the fear of intimacy. And it may prevent you from forming or growing in your personal relationships. And, you know, we have to remember that there's no way in life that we're going to avoid all potential harm, whether that's emotional or physical. And we have to, while, even while protecting ourselves to the best of our abilities, we have to be able to take chances and to experience life in order to have these valuable experiences that lead to personal growth. So we kind of went over some of these fears, and I think most of us can probably relate to some of them. I can look back and certainly see um, some of this, the fear of change and the fear of un the unknown, um, definitely uh, resonating with me as far as trying to, you know, look at life and figure things out. And I think um, a lot of other people are in that same boat, kind of trying to figure out how to embrace change. And so let's look at some six signs that one of these fears may be holding you back from meeting your full potential. So fear only sees the downside of things. If you 
are only looking at a situation, whether that be, um, you know, a job situation or a personal situation, um, a relationship, uh, school. And if you're looking at these and you can only see the negative, uh, that's fear holding you back. And if you are making impulsive decisions without thinking them through, or you're thinking through so much that you're not making a decision at all. So, you, you know, there's two extremes there that can be fear holding you back. If you're avoiding the unknown or avoiding trying things new because you don't know things, um, or you're researching things to the nth degree because you need to know everything, um, that can be fear holding you back. And, you know, fear often constricts us rather than expands who we are. And it obscures our own intuition and our own thoughts and our own feelings about things. And ultimately, sometimes keeps us from making any decisions at all. And so, you know, these are some things that we kind of have to evaluate ourselves and look at. And I would encourage you to kind of start thinking and reflecting and, you know, meditating on your own life. Where are, you know, is fear holding you back? Is there something that you've always thought you wanted to do, but you won't do it because you don't feel good enough because somebody may tell you no, because you're afraid of how you'll look to your friends and family. You know, these are all fears that can hold you back. So how do we overcome our fears? Well, first we have to identify them, right? We have to notice where in life are you stuck? Being self-aware is the first step in confronting your fears, you have to learn to recognize the areas of your life where you're feeling stuck, you're feeling unfulfilled, you're feeling um, like you're unable to make problems, progress, or you're feeling like you have a lack of passion about life in general. Um, and it can be from your career to your relationships or just your own personal development. Maybe it is uh, knowledge that you're seeking and you are looking at, hey, maybe I should go back to school, but maybe I'm not good enough now. You know, I've been out of school for 20 years and I want to go back and get that master's degree, but, you know, I wouldn't know how to start a paper. Well, you know, you have to notice those areas that you're stuck. And, you know, this would be a good um, journal if um, you are that person that likes to kind of sit down and write things out. Like I do, I like to make lists and, you know, make bullet points and then kind of go back and look at things. And so if you're that type of person, being able to sit down and write these things in a journal, here are my fears, here are the areas I feel stuck in, um, and then go from there to like naming those fears, all right? Like, okay, well, this is caused by, you know, this fear, this is caused by the fear of rejection, or this is caused by the fear of failure. Maybe I am afraid of failing. Um, and then define those. What, what, what area? Like, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid of failing? Is it, you know, we'll take the school example. You're running good to go back to school. Is it because you don't think you're smart enough? Is it because things have changed so much you don't think you can adapt? If you haven't been back to school in, you know, say 20 years, is it because you don't remember certain things, uh, how to compose a, 
research paper because, you know, you've been out of school for so long and maybe you haven't worked a job that you've had to apply that, as many of us do. Um, you know, we leave school and a lot of those uh, skills that we learned in schools maybe didn't necessarily apply to the job that we ended up working, and that's okay. So are you afraid of having to go back and relearn some things? So identifying and being able to articulate, being able to name those fears is essential in the process of facing them and being able to ultimately conquer them. And then think about, well, what would happen if your worst fear came true? So looking at your fears and what are the actual consequences, not the exaggerated consequences that we tend to look at. Um, but what is the actual consequences? Okay. So going back to our example of paper writing with our uh, student who's been out of the, the classroom, well, maybe the first paper wasn't great and maybe they have to learn, they have to, uh, you know, pull a book or they have to, you know, find the, a website or something that teach that reteaches them. Maybe they have to relearn how to write in MLA format or APA format. I know if I went back to school right now, um, yeah, I would have to learn, relearn all of that because I don't remember that. I haven't had to write a research paper in 25 years. So, you know, those are things that, you know, you, you have to like kind of look at and put into perspective. So, by understanding this worst case scenario, you put your fears into perspective and you realize that sometimes your fears are based on heightened emotions. They're irrational or they're exaggerated. And so then you have to kind of look at these beliefs, like your beliefs about yourself, you know, so we have to identify the beliefs that underline your fears. So, you know, the beliefs of, you know, I'm not good enough and being able to identify these limiting beliefs of I'm not good enough. Maybe you're not, you think you're not worthy of success or you don't deserve happiness. And then so once you've identified these beliefs that underlie the fears, then you can kind of start to work on those and you can um, kind of look at why these fears have such power over you. Maybe it's, um, you know, rooted in a past experience, right? Maybe it is, um, you know, something, some trauma in your childhood or some trauma in your life somewhere that has caused you to believe these things about yourself. And so self-reflection is often a powerful tool in understanding and overcoming any, in overcoming your fears. And that's why I think journaling is a great um, exercise in order to kind of look through these things. So once we've identified your fears, now it's time to face your fears, okay? Now you've identified these fears, your fear of, you know, rejection or your fear of failure. And now we need to look at how do we overcome your fears? So once you've identified and named your fears, you have to create a practical plan to tackle them. And then with all plans, you break your big plan into smaller manageable steps that makes the process overwhelming. So you kind of have to come up with a type of roadmap. And so some of the things you can kind of look at is if you are a fear of failure, maybe you want to redefine what failure means to you. Like as a perfectionist, everything working out, not working out the way I planned, maybe Overall, it's successful, but there's these few little things. 
that I can identify and prove the next time around. So, you know, one of the other things you can kind of do is focus on the things that you can control. There are a lot of things in life that cause us fear that are just way out of our control, right? Um, And so you have to learn to focus on what you can control in life. And a lot of that is your own response and your own emotion to these obstacles. And so um, those are the things that you can kind of write down, right? You can make a list of, okay, well, this is the big picture. This is the big thing that's going on. What can I remember get down into small things? What can I control today? What can I, you know, look at? And so um, one thing's um, some pretty practical things you can do is eating a balanced diet and exercising. Exercising can be um, extremely beneficial, not only to your own physical health, but also to your mental health. Um, I find that walking really helps me. (coughs) And then, um, you know, if you are a person who meditates or a person who prays, that can also be uh, very beneficial. Practicing self-care, whether you have to remember in the, you know, grand scheme of things, we have to take care of ourselves as well as taking care of those around us. And, um, you know, so when we're looking at devising a plan, you know, acknowledge these feelings that, um, that are coming up, you know, write down, well, what, how do I feel? It's okay to acknowledge those and to say those out loud. And then, As far as, um, you know, we talked about a lot of these fears being uh, what people think about us, being afraid of what people think about us. And so I go back to the social media comparison. We have to let go of those unhelpful comparisons and we have to let go of comparing ourselves to the things that we see in the media, not just social media, but the things we see in the news and the things we see on TV because everybody's different. Everyone's journey is different. And those things that you see is what someone else wants you to see, whether that's social media, people posting the best side of their life, and you're not seeing their struggles. You're just seeing all of their smiling faces. Or whether it's the media, the news media, or TV showing you images that you're supposed to live up to or standards that you're supposed to live up to, based on their own set of ideas um, for how they think people's lives should adjust, people's lives should be. So, you know, so let go of those unhelpful comparisons and set your own standards. Write out your own plan. What do you see? What is your vision for your life? And how can you create a plan that's going to help you overcome these fears that you've identified and named and How are you going to be able to achieve this vision for yourself, for your own life? And then um, our second step to facing our fears is being in the moment. And so a lot of times fear can arise when we are thinking past the moment that we're in. And we're thinking down the road or into next week or into next month. Well, what happens if? What happens if? And so being present and focusing on the task you have at hand and being in your moment um, 
and being mindful of, you know, the moment that you're in can help you manage your anxiety and the discomfort that you have as you work through these fears. And a lot of mindfulness techniques can also um, manage that. And then you want to make sure you're taking small steps, right? Take small steps in a way that is making progress and gradually increasing your exposure, builds your confidence and your resilience. And so you have to learn how to push your boundaries, but without overwhelming yourself. And there's no easy way for me to say this is the, you know, the exact way you need to do it because everybody is so different. And so it may just be, um, you know, taking one class if you're that student that wants to go back to school. And then looking through the curriculum and saying, well, what is one class that I see, you know, that I know I can, I can do. And then you do that class and then you do another and then you do another. And so taking those small steps and then celebrating each success. And this is so important, being able to acknowledge and celebrate your achievements along the way, even if you didn't, um, maybe your project didn't turn out. 100% the way you thought it was going to or the way you envisioned it. But maybe there were some really great things that turned out that, you know, came from it. Then those are the things you celebrate. Celebrate your achievements. And so small wins like this can boost your self-esteem. It makes you more motivated and ultimately making it easier to continue this process of facing your fears. So, you know, looking at our fears that we kind of went over today, um, what are areas that you feel like you need to to look at? You know, are you afraid of failure? Is this something, you know, that's preventing you from reaching your potential? Are you afraid of rejection or inadequacy or being judged? Are you comparing yourself to other people and trying to live a life that you're not meant to live because it's what you think you should do? You know, um, are you afraid of change and uncertainty? Are you afraid of getting hurt? Are you not taking that next step in a relationship because you are holding back? You know, so look at these fears. You know, are there areas that you need to focus on? Maybe you, you know, one is really identifiable, right? Maybe there's just one area that is kind of um, raising its head right now. You're like, this is where I'm at right now. So, you know, confronting and overcoming your fears is not a linear journey. It's not a journey that you're just going to do once. You know, you may have a situation where right now the situation is something that you're afraid you're going to fail at and then you get through that and then the next situation is oh there's a big change coming and change is a normal part of life that is something that is going to inevitably um kind of it's like a little bit of a roller coaster ride you go you go over one hill only to hit another um setbacks are normal it's a normal part of the process and so the things you need to remember is persistence self-compassion And a willingness to seek support or guidance when needed. These things are instrumental in unlocking your potential and ultimately leading you to a more fulfilling life. And so I hope um, that I gave you some tips today about, you know, overcoming these fears. I think it's something that really 
has resonated with me recently as I've kind of went through this process of identifying fears and kind of learning how to face some of these things. Um, and so something I definitely felt like I needed to kind of share some of the things I had been working on in myself. And so um, here's to overcoming our fears, unlocking our potential, and leading a fulfilled life. So thank you for joining me on A Ginger and Her Dog, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. So until then, remember to embrace the moment and cherish the journey.